the only way to truly have Avas Yisrael for another person is to view ourselves and them as a neshama and all our differences fall apart and that is the definition of Geula. Geula is seeing the Hashat, like the Aleph and everything, seeing Hashem and everything and looking at another person and not seeing them for what I disagree or dislike about them, but looking for looking at them and seeing how we're one. Looking for the inner strength to do what's right. Wondering what is a practical way to work through your daily challenges. Join Mushka Teitelbaum as she helps us tap into our own essence and the essence of our fellows. Tune in to our DAS discussion, where we take it from knowledge and bring it down to action. Welcome everybody to our 13th DAS discussion and once again we are live from the city of Tzfas and today we are so excited to have with us Mushka Teitelbaum. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, thank you Rifki for having me on here. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm from the Bronx. I'm here in Tzfat now. We're learning for three weeks and I'm really sad that it's over um but it's been an incredible experience and i'm so excited to get into the, this discussion yay same here so let's begin right away so this week parshas matais masse we speak about two different themes we have parshas matais which is like a stick which shows on strength and then we have masse which means like journeys and as we know we've been traveling around over here a bit journeys are not always the most settling experience and the Rebbe is basically saying in the Sicha how we want the advantage of both of these parts to come together, right? What's the advantage of Mata? It shows on like light from above, showering down like this clarity from above. And then we have the advantage from the below, like the Mase is like the internal change from below. And either one alone is not enough. When we have the internal change from below with the strength of the light from above, then it's everlasting. And being that it's Shabbos Chazak, the Shabbos that gives strength to, I guess, the entire following Sefer, the last Sefer Dvarim, any tips of how to live a life of inner strength, of inner resilience, like this Matis? We know now that we need this light from above and we need it to also be from below. And sometimes it's really hard to be strong and do the right thing and... You know, the world, there's like every single color out there. How do we choose the right one for us and like follow the Taira and, and be proud to do the right thing with this like sense of matis, this sense of strength? It's interesting that we're talking about this topic because it's something that I feel like over time I've come to a, a better understanding of how important strength is. Um, strength in, in relationships with other people and kindness in your own growth and Avaidus Hashem. Um, and I feel like many times we emphasis, we put emphasis on, um, on adding and growing and, and obviously Israel and kindness and warmth. And we forget that the backbone to all of that is the, the strength and commitment to whatever it is that we are working on. Um, and I, I think that for myself, if I find, let's say a certain area that 
I feel like I'm slacking off in or I want to grow in and I'm, I, I feel a lack in that strength in, in this area. I, it's a reminder for me to kind of go back to, you know, sit with myself and think for a minute. Um, what, why, why do I believe in this? Why is it important? Um, and, and recommit myself to that. And when you do something every day, or let's say even if you, you know, you struggle with something every day, or you know that there's a certain expectation of you, or you want to, you know, any area of Tarot Mitzvahs, any area of uh, relationships with another person with Hashem, whatever it is, um, so many things you just get used to and fall into. And when you want to go back into that strength, I feel like this this is reminding us to step back for a minute and I, let's say I'm trying to think of an, a specific example and it's not coming to me, but um, remind myself, why is this the right thing to do? And I, you know, I've had a time where there was something that I, I wanted to work on and I had to go into some sources and, and learn about it and, 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 and speak to other people about it. You know, what helps you be strong in this area? What motivates you? What inspires you? And learn from others to, um, to build your own strength Um and then you could go once you you have that commitment strong again you could go in go go out um and get inspired and excited and and, and excite other people about it because you have that foundation of knowing why I'm doing this why it's important why why I want to stick with it I love what you said about asking other people. It's so true. Like we were learning in classes today, life is all about connections and making as if we're perfect and we're, you know, we could do this ourselves. It's not true. Like Hashem created us that we need others and other people. Everyone is a mashpia and a makabal in different aspects in their life. So if we're, if we need to have a mashpia, like answer, give us clarity in a certain aspect, not necessarily a mashpia, mashpia, but even a friend who needs to like shine some light, go out and ask someone because that's why we're here. We all have our advantages and that, I guess that's how we have the strength. Yeah, a thousand percent. And honestly, I'm seeing that so much played out in this program that we're on where we have a whole group of girls who are all here to learn, um, to connect with each other. And I have never been in an environment like this before in my life where people are so willing and comfortable to be open with each other. And I could see how much I've been growing and learning because of that. And when we... um close ourselves off so that we we lose and everyone else around us lose but when we're able to be open about the things that challenge us and then then we could help each other and we could discover tools that that worked for me and it might work for you too and I want to hear that um so it's been it's very special to see that and to realize how when we leave and when I go back I I want to recreate this environment and this openness and and supportive of each other that I've been experiencing here, I want to create that in all my circles back in my regular life. I totally agree with you. And I feel like it's like a little geula taste, like where people are just open to essence, like we're done with all the layers of concealments and perfect like veils. And that's mm-hmm. geula, where everyone's going to be so in tune and open and connected with each other. And it reminded me of, I feel like I heard once a story of like, there was a really old grandmother and they asked her like, how does she live so long? And she said every second week she goes out with friends. And, like, that literally sums up, like, what we were learning in the Mimer this morning of like, there's a mashpia. 
And there's the macabre, right? And as women, we can think, oh, we're lower. We're getting from our husband. But no, our source is actually higher. When we connect with our husband, both of us get elevated. So we think, oh, you know, I'm going out. Why do I need this in my life? Why do I need connections? No, no, no. Invest in connections because I guess it's literally life advancing years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. L'chaim to that. Sababa, as they say in the Holy Land. Moving on. Mase means journeys to travel and mushka i know you like traveling and i'm sure like every time i go traveling like waking up early going to sleep late and like just figuring things out i'm sure it gives you a lot of like life lessons and cool experiences so let's make this a little fun over here (laughs) any like cool stories that you would like to share or perspective or the power of seeing nature and just in any of your travels that you've done or why you like going out of your you know, routine? What does it help you? Any thoughts? Honestly, my favorite thing, I haven't traveled too much, but anytime I do, nowhere too exciting, but any, I feel like anytime you go out of your, um, your routine life, you, you're meeting new people and seeing different, um, ways of living or different other t- people's types of routines. And that is always so interesting and fun and eye opening and refreshing to, meet other people, see how they do things, live a, live life at a different pace, and, yeah, get those types of experiences. Yeah, I feel like in seminary when I would go to other people's houses for Shabbos meals, like, that's the moment when I actually, like, I'm leaving my my regular routine and I'm going on a journey. I'm going to experience something new, and, like, that's when we learn so much, when we go out. And, like, even though it's, like, leaving where I come from, coming here to Artistral, to our home, like, we just learned, like... So many different cool stuff. So just like a fun insert. Actually, something else funny on that on that note, I was introducing myself to I was I was meeting someone here, um, and we were exchanging names and I introduced myself and I said that I'm I'm Mushka and I I made some comment about how I know I'm basic like that. <laughs> and she told me something that was funny and also ended up being very profound. And she said she was telling me that um no, it it doesn't matter if you have the same name as everyone else. You are still you, and you are your own individual. And we were we just got into a conversation about that, and I was it was funny for me because you know, let's say in Crown Heights or in my Chabad circles, my name is very common, and I never even think twice about it. But anytime I'm going out, let's say to a store, to the mall, and I someone asks me my name, and I say Mushka. People are wowed by it and think it's the most beautiful, unique name. And it always makes me think, you know, I got, I'm so used to it because I know dozens of mushkas, but then I go out into a place where it's not as common and suddenly I'm like, wow, mushka is such a pretty name. It's so different and cool. Um, and so this girl that I was meeting was saying such a beautiful point that sometimes when you're in your regular circles, you get used to yourself in a certain way, how you fit into that dynamic. And then when you leave that um, and you go to a new environment, you suddenly le- learn and notice in yourself what makes you your true identity, what 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 builds you up, who you are outside of your familiar surroundings. Um, and everything that you invest in yourself in the familiar surroundings is what creates the person that you are when you're out there on your own. Um, so that was definitely an interesting conversation. So true. Okay, so the Rebbe says all about like this, these two parts of like light that comes from above is amazing because it just like is so high and it, like 
but it could blind. It just like it doesn't really come and make a change from below. Versus light that comes from below, it's harder, but it makes a change at the same time. It doesn't have that like everlasting like essence ability as a light that comes from above, if that makes sense. So why do we need to know this? Because learning Hasidus and everything we're we're learning, we're growing, we want to actually make changes in our life. We're not just learning to learn, and that's a mitzvah to itself, but as Hasidim, we're trying to actually do Avaita, to work on and really, you know, start living Gula, like trying to, being able to just go through life in that happy, excited way that I'm able to do the right thing and with and do it joyfully. So how do we connect these two levels? The Rebbe says that when you bring in that life from above, and what's that life from above? Realizing that there's something higher than the differences. So this applies in many different ways, but like in a natural way, right? There's two people. How do we connect them both? We realize, hey, there's actually an neshama that is one and higher than both of them. And when I want to make a change in myself with a negative mida, for example, laziness or sadness, how do I work with that and create what it is really inside is by realizing it's not just me and the negative thing. There's actually Hashem who's giving this to me and there's something higher than both of them. When I'm able to connect to that, then I'm able to actually create that change. It's a little bit high and I'm trying to understand this myself honestly as we talk. But that's what the Rebbe is saying in the Sikha, bringing down this level three. Like Shabbos Chazak, we're in the three weeks. It's like a level higher than just one and two. One is like light. Two is like already there's like, you know, a machlaikas. There's space for that division. And three is that level above the two. So my question to you is, Right, we're speaking about making change that actually is transformative in practical life. Any tips for taking something you've learned and being able to apply it, be able to become one with it, and ha- actually having this DAS, right? This is a DAS discussion. We're trying to not just learn ideas in theory, but actually to be the person, the chassid, the, the wife, the mother, the, you know, the reason why we were created to live Gula and bring Mashiach. Honestly, I think this is a, a really hard thing to do. <laughs> and But I definitely agree that when you feel like there's something, let's say a struggle or a negative trait that I have inside of me when I am being more aware of that and I feel like I have to fight it, it's almost discouraging and hopeless because it feels like there's me and then there's this obstacle and it's so big and I, I'm never going to – I feel like I can never be a new different person. It's always going to be part of me. So how will I even – overcome that and I once saw something I'm not going to remember the exact quote now but I saw something that was so beautiful about the rabbi about the rabbi addressing this topic someone wrote to the rabbi um I guess complaining about his or or you know whatever it was that he was dealing with his ego you know he felt like he was always struggling with working and refining his ego and he wasn't going anywhere, and this was kind of his fatal flaw, and he didn't know how to go about it. And um, and the Rebbe gave him a whole new perspective on it and said, you know, instead of fighting your ego, why don't you try to live up to it? And I, ever since I read that, I try my best to remind myself of that. You know, like, let's say I, I have a certain challenge, I try to notice and see how that itself is a double-sided coin. Whatever whatever it is, like whatever um, media I have that I want to be working on, um, let's say it's being more committed or more consistent or more motivated in a specific area, um, 
it's so easy for me to just look at where I'm failing in that. But when I zoom out and I see how the exact, and every single Mida has this and in every single person, whatever bad Mida it is or whatever bad flaw you feel like you're struggling with, you have to find how that flaw in its, like on its own is expressed within you as a Myla as well. And it works in every extreme. For example, I personally often have a very hard time um, thinking things through and analyzing and weighing out options um, and and giving weight to details. I find that I'm a much more um, general observer. I'm not as detail oriented or perceptive, and I I have a very a very hard time with that because I feel like I'm not hard enough on myself. I don't motivate myself. I just you know accept a lot of the wrong things that I'm doing, and I'm easygoing and forgiving on that. And um, I really feel like it's a sh- I in my own self, I feel, find, feel like it's such a shame to not be pushing myself to do more and accomplish more when I really easily could be. Um, and it took me time to, to, you know, step back and notice how that quality was equally a challenge and an asset in my own self. You know, maybe it's a challenge because it's going to be a lot harder for me to step above myself and push myself to do more, but it's also it's also an asset because the the same way I'm able to be more forgiving on my of myself, I'm able to look at others and be more forgiving of them. And and the more I was able to notice it as like a quality that I had that could be expressed in both ways as a as a something holding me back and as something empowering me, I felt way more integrated with it and way more equipped to work on it because it wasn't like one bad thing about me that I wanted to just disassociate from and just get over, it was suddenly a whole established part of my personality that the same way it has good sides, it also has hard sides. And I could use both of them and I I felt made it way more doable. So, and that works with any type of quality, you know, someone who um, has a hard time dealing with anger for example and they feel like they really want to work on being a more patient and calm person that's a huge challenge and if I feel like I just have this obstacle then it's always going to be staring at me in the face I'm always going to notice it in every reaction that I have and I'm going to slowly and steadily feel more and more helpless in facing it but if I notice how it's a full fuller picture it's there's two sides of the exact same coin and this same um, quality is also what gives me the passion and investment and care and seriousness that I take everything in my life with, then I suddenly am able to integrate, you know, accept how integrated it is in me and find the the power to, to work on it. Um, and that's the first step, I think, that's really important to whatever challenge you're facing, whatever struggle you want to work on internally, to first notice how it is truly a part of you that is not, you don't want to push it away. You want to take it in and work on it. And then talking about actually working on it, I'm, I really believe that anything that you do, any steps that you take have to be um, doable. And you need to be honest with yourself and you're the only person that can be. Um, and, and you'll know if you're, if you're fooling yourself, if you're, you're jumping too high or you're staying too low. 
and um, think of small steps that you could work on um, in a reasonable time frame, in a reasonable way, things that you actually could get yourself to do. Find someone to be accountable to. Um, take the, the steps and make yourself a, a game plan to improving slowly and steadily instead of just looking at the end goal where you want to be and feeling like I can never jump there in one step because of course you can't. Wow, I'm inspired, Mushka, to make those baby steps. So true, literally. This literally ties in beautifully into our next question. I don't think I ever had such a nice transition because here it goes. <laughs> We're in the three weeks and actually the entire essence and purpose of going down into goals and right, we can't like say there's a reason, but Hashem told us the reason is for the ultimate redemption to come and get the base of Mikdash. So we see how even in the negative experience, there is the goodness that is going to come through it. And this really reminds me of bringing down our own personal Gullus experiences and our own personal Gula experiences and making that alive in our lives. And I'm wondering if you have any Gullus experience where you viewed an experience or situation in your life as negative, but really it brought you to an immense and incredible perspective change or you got something good out of it that you would have never gotten if you haven't gone through the Gullus experience. Wow. Um, yeah, I I guess I'm thinking more of a time period in my life than a specific encounter or situation. Um, when I, after the year after seminary, I came to Crown Heights. It was my first year living in Crown Heights. I was doing Base of Gassembe, so that's in the mornings. And I had um, some jobs working for different local shluchim in the afternoons. Um, and the beginning of the year was so hard for me and I felt like it was the first time in my life that I was finding myself in like a long-term situation that I was just not happy with and really did not feel like I was thriving and I couldn't figure it out exactly I couldn't figure out exactly what it was um, and I just the first two three weeks I was definitely miserable and having a hard time enjoying the parts that I thought I could be enjoying because I just felt so not fulfilled. I didn't feel like I really had a place. I, I didn't feel like I was doing something purposeful. Um, and actually, it was entirely Hashkacha practice how this opportunity came to me, but I got the opportunity to be involved with Aliyah Girls, and I started volunteering there and getting very involved in the organization um, and the programming that they had going on, which was so special and beautiful. And that totally changed around how my whole year continued. Um, and I ended up having one of the most incredible years I felt so fulfilled, I gained so much, I grew so much, and I feel like if I had had that set up from the beginning, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much, but because starting off the year, I really felt the lack of uh, opportunity to give and to feel purposeful and busy and productive, um, I so much more appreciated the whole rest of the year when I did fill that time and did find a way to, um, or the way found me to, um, to go past that and, and fill my time properly. And I was able to take it all in and, and gain from it and grow from it and appreciate it and love it so much more than I ever would have if that was my 
initial setup. It's so true. Like seeing like if you would have had like that purposeful year startup, then it's like, hey, I don't need to go look for new opportunities. But because you didn't have that experience, you went out and you looked for that for that opportunity, which you might have not seen gotten before. Like on Shabbos, you forgot to turn on the AC and like we were hot. And then when Shabbos is over, when we found the room with AC, you enjoyed AC so much more. Like when you have the lack, not that we should have lacks, but the fact that we're in Gullahs. So yeah, we shouldn't be like asking for like the negative experiences, but we should just remember like, in the negative experience that we're in, it's just here to teach us something, whether it's to teach us something after or whether in the actual experience itself, we can learn new things and reveal the light. We're actually both. Yeah, I guess a more relevant example to that, to the gullus itself, um, not just making you appreciate the light more, but finding the light within it would be, I remember in high school, I had a friend, a very close friend who was going through extremely excruciatingly difficult challenges um and our entire friend group obviously got very invested in this and these difficulties that my friend was going through personally and in her family um and it's something that I obviously have a greater awareness of in hindsight like now looking back on that experience I'm able to see how we went through it but even in that time it was so powerful to see how the very fact that she was going through such difficulties which it was it was true suffering and chas no one should ever have to go through that but within that pain it was forcing her to discover things about herself and strength that she had within herself that she never could have known without it and it was forcing her to to build connections with her family and with her friends that were real and true because there was nothing easy or simple or superficial anymore. And through that specific challenge, she was able to uncover a strength in herself and develop a strength in herself that ended up bringing out her own personal, you know, liberation and geula from that challenge. And through that process, she had to create a really strong support system for herself. Um, and I and I see her now, and I'm just in awe of the person that she is because of that. And I know that her beautiful qualities of self-awareness and true empathy and respect and appreciation for others and the journeys that they've been through are so special and and only could have come through the things that she went through. Um, and so, yeah, we we don't want that. And we don't want anyone to have to go through that. But within that space, there is also the realization that the geula is coming from this itself. From this pain itself is coming the the tools, the relief, the the, the ability to open past it and come to Geula. Wow, that is very powerful to be able to see past the challenge. And it reminds me of a quote, like, nothing happens to you, everything happens for you. And keeping that in mind is like living Geula, basically. Living, like, with the essence in mind. So, Arayn's yard site is actually Reish Chedesh Av. And look into the Sikha to find out exactly why it says it explicitly in the Torah and what it comes to teach us and the power of finding, you know, the meaning behind every single thing. 
Um, but then Aaron emphasizes this idea of really looking to unite and bring peace to so many different kinds of people. And how does he do that? By focusing on the essence and the thing that's above the divisionists. So peace, shalom, is such a important point to live our lives with, and not only with others, but even with ourselves. Any point for like, how do you, how do we focus on the other person for their neshama and bring peace and love them for their soul and also love ourselves for our neshama and realize, hey, I'm actually carrying Hashem with me. I'm, I'm literally special and I have to take care of myself. Baruch me is begosh me is in all kinds of ways. What are your thoughts on how to bring this shalom? And actually, there it says it's a command. It says in Perkei, it's heavy. You have to be me talmidav shalari. Not just one person, but like talmidav is lashin rabim, is in plural. We all got to work on this. And when we all start putting on these shalom and gula and essence glasses, it's just going to be the new thing. So what are your thoughts? I definitely think that that's uh, an internal mindset that we have to get to by external means because... We learn in Parak Lamed Beis that the only way to truly have Avas Yisrael um, for another person is to view ourselves and them as a neshama and all our differences fall apart. And that is the definition of Geula. Geula is seeing the Hashat, like the Aleph and everything, seeing Hashem and everything and looking at another person and not seeing them for what I disagree or dislike about them, but looking for looking at them and seeing how we're one. Um, but... If I just think of that mindset on its own, it feels so unattainable because right now in my regular life, I don't look at other people and just automatically value them as a neshama. It's it's way more built on, you know, interactions and dynamics and how we, are we similar? Are we different? How do we get along? What can we appreciate about each other? I kind of had a chance to stare this in the face when I was in seminary and I went to a small high school. I grew up with all my classmates and at a, at a certain point in time, you just become very comfortable with each other. You know everyone very well. You've been through a lot together. And so coming to seminary um, was a very new experience for me to suddenly get to know so many people from scratch as adults and and figure out how to respect each person, appreciate each person, get along with each person, um, despite the fact that you're even coming from completely different cultures many most of the time. And I, there was a girl in my class who I felt very different from in our mindsets, and many of the things that she would say or do would rub me the wrong way. And I, it's embarrassing to think now, but... I was so confused what it was. I couldn't even have a reason for myself of why I didn't like her. It just, and it got to a point where everything she was saying would just bother me. And that's terrible. <laughs> like, who am I that she could say something so simple and it just, I just couldn't c contain it. Um, and I really wanted, it was clearly an issue in me because, you know, there definitely were so, she herself is a great person. And if I was different, I would be able to, get look past that and have a great relationship with her as many other girls did and I there was something within me that I was getting stuck on and I wanted to to get past it um so I I did this whole exercise with myself that I just didn't really tell anyone because it was so it felt so silly but what I did was anytime she would say something or do something that I 
I couldn't take the right way, automatically in my head, I would force myself right away to, to translate it in a positive light. For example, let's say she would share something in class or speak in a certain way that I felt was very, I would, you know, jump back from because I felt it was very disrespectful. I would automatically in that moment rewrite how I interpreted the situation. And it didn't matter how crazy it sounded. I would force myself to do it in the moment. And in the beginning, I definitely felt like I was fooling myself because, you know, I I clearly had, I clearly internally did not like what just happened. But in my head, I would tell myself, wow, that's an amazing thing because X, Y, Z. Or I would write a new definition that I was not feeling. And in the beginning, I very much saw that disparity, that I would have an instinct to react with a certain feeling towards what just happened. And right away in my head, I would force myself to say a sentence, flipping it completely opposite. And after some time, and it actually took a lot faster than I thought, it became much more integrated. And from feeling like I was fooling myself to interpret these interactions in a good way when I clearly didn't feel like they were good. Um, I slowly began to see them in that way in the first place. And I felt like I forced myself to open my eyes and actually see her for who she is. And I, I believe from that and from so many experiences that I've had after that, that If you truly open yourself up to look at another person for who they are, you will come to respect and appreciate them no matter what. You could look at a person and feel like there is nothing there for me to connect to. There's nothing for me to appreciate. We're so, I I disagree, we're different. But if you open yourself up and realize every person is, not has, is a piece of Hashem and I need to open my own eyes to see that in them and you allow yourself to to get to know them, you won't even have to work on appreciating them. All you have to work on is, is letting yourself get to know them and then you will appreciate them because there's so much to value and appreciate about other people if you just let yourself get to know them and see them for who they are. And I really, I really did feel that way, you know, more towards the middle of our seminary year. I was, I learned so much from her and I valued so much about her because she was so different. The exact differences that initially had rubbed me wrong and bothered me and I felt bad about it because it was so irrational and shallow to be bothered by these things. But eventually I was able to look at it and and truly be amazed by who she was and take that into my life. I, I think we encounter that everywhere. Um, you know, we, we see in ourselves like different superficial things that bother us and we're just confused. Why is this, why am I getting stuck on this? Um, but if we don't move past it and we actually take it head on and say, no, I'm not letting this bother me. I'm going to, I'm going to open myself up to look past this. And I think we'll surprise our own selves by seeing how, just how much we could gain from, from being able to unite with others on a more real level. Wow, everything you said just, like, connected so much, literally. Like, it's so true. 
like we have it in us and like there's just like that stupid like blockage and when we get i guess like stupid blockages need quote unquote stupid things to do and that's not stupid at all that's so powerful courageous and like incredible consistency on your end to write down a sentence the reframe like that is absolutely incredible that's what I, I think that like connects to our previous question like how to make real change by literally taking time and being invested and consistent i'm doing this pick whatever thing you want to do to change that mindset and you'll get there yeah definitely a thousand percent and i think that something we could all work on is being able to value the little processes that it takes to get there i know for myself it's so hard for me to value something if i don't feel like i own it and if i don't feel like i'm I, I accomplished it and I'm, I, I'm perfect at it. But if we realize the value that, that Tara and Mitzvah is not a streak that, you know, let's say a streak, you have one, two, three, four, five, and if you miss six, you have to start back from one. No, a mitzvah, every single mitzvah is every single step of growth that you're taking is valuable in its own right. And let's say you do one, two, three, four, five, and you miss six, then guess what? Now the next time you do it, you continue again from six. And you don't have to lose all the all the all the progress you've made until now. Um, and reaching these these mindset shifts comes through the little things that we just have to remind ourselves how they're not silly and they're not little, and that's where it's all at. Okie dokes. So last question. The Rebbe says that having Abbas Israel now in Gullahs is not like, okay, it is because that was the reason that the gullahs happened so we're combating it with obviously all but they're saying like take it a step further we're actually starting to experience living geula now because what's geula geula is exactly what you're saying being able to see the other person as who they are in essence which we can do and we're working towards and having that experience now in gullahs is already a taste of geula. like you know we're friday afternoon we're tasting that delicious my gosh, what's my taiva right now? Almond, like coconut oil, <laughs> almond, delicious, healthy cookie batter. Yum. Or fresh out of the oven. Like we're tasting it now before Gula. Well, Gula's coming right today. So that's obviously Israel. So my question to you is, how do you think the world will look like when Mashiach comes? And it's, again, the Rebbe says it's not going to be like this bomb and this total transformative hurricane and tornado but it's actually gonna be me and you we're actually probably gonna know each other we're gonna be we're gonna know our friends we're gonna know we're gonna have maybe even our work and everything's coming with us how do you view a gula life in your mind's eye well that's a big question i i feel really lucky that in 11th and 12th grade i had an, a class on mashiach every week and then in 12th grade twice a week where our teacher went through every possible question or topic we could have on Mashiach and I think that really um, gave me a de definitely a much clearer picture of what I feel like it would look like um, and so as a result of that I really feel like Mashiach is our regular reality and life now. I don't, I, I'm not scared that everything's going to change. I'm not going to know the people that I know. I'm not going to recognize the places that I, that I do. I feel like it is our world and routine, but completely on a, totally on its head. When I think of the difference that Mashiach will bring to that, what Geula will bring to that is a heightened awareness not even heightened awareness, an awareness. Now we, we're, we're so not aware. We, we look at things and get stuck on things that are just not truths at all. Um, and Geula in our own minds and in the world as a whole will be completely free of all that baggage and like 
and completely free to just express ourselves as what we truly want to do, which I'm so excited for because, I mean, most of my life, obviously, I I very much identify with the struggling part of myself, but sometimes randomly you have these moments where you're like, I actually wish I just was able to be in tune with the part of me that wants to do the right thing all the time because I definitely do feel that clash and sometimes you, you know, you mess up and like you feel, you feel how it's not you and it brings you down and that's not the life that you want for yourself. And I, you know, anytime I, I do have that realization, it just makes me so excited to, to, I guess, build towards my own gula and also just come to the gula of all of us that we could be past that and just focus and and be connected to ourselves and Hashem and each other. The more I get reminded that Geula is this this normal experience, it's just being in tune and connected to who I really am. It just you just really made me excited again. And that's why the Rebbe says the way to bring Geula is through learning about Geula Mashiach. Because the only way to be excited is to re-inspire ourselves and relearn about it and re get ready for this amazing, incredible time. And it's happening. The fact that we're having this discussion, the fact that so many people are learning Hasidus and just living with Hashem. Guys, you're amazing. Everyone listening to this, taking the time to work on themselves, to grow. Like, you are already starting to live Gula. So, Chaim to that. And any final thoughts, Mishka, before we close this with a topo? Yeah, I guess just one more thought on what I, we were just saying last, when what you mentioned made me think of it, that on top of the the internal gullus that we feel there's also practically so much gullus everywhere around us and if you think of all the pain and suffering and 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 lack and needs that are in the world around us that that hold us back from doing tarnmitzis in the fullest sense that's geula too we're going to be freed from that and we're going to be we're going to be freed from our external challenges and internal challenges and and everything will just be clear and straight and easy and 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 growing and building on everything that we've been investing in until now um and i think that we are so lucky to have chasidus to familiarize ourselves with now because when Mashiach comes and the whole like you look around and you're going to see the truths that we've been learning in Mimer class and learning in Sikha like every, everything is just going to be there in our faces and we're going to be having deja vu we're going to be like oh yeah that's what I you know that's what I this was talking about and that's what I learned here and and this is what everyone meant when they said that um, and the more the more we align ourselves with that now the more smooth the transition will be for us and the less afraid we'll have to be of it because when something is is distant from you and it feels foreign then of course I'm gonna be afraid and of course I'm gonna have a hard time going there you know when you go go somewhere new and you have hesitations and uncertainties and it feels so far away you don't want to go there and so you have a hard time uh, getting yourself together to go there and the, the more we learn about what it looks like, the more familiar it becomes, the more accessible and exciting it becomes, and the more calm we we are and the more motivated we are to get there and we want to bring it. So I think that part of part of living Mashiach has to be realizing what Mashiach looks like for myself and making that a normal reality. And realizing that it is a normal reality and a, a reality that I will be happiest in. 
Amazing. Thank you, Mishka, so much for coming on today with our DOS discussion. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode or podcast, give a rating, share with a friend, reply in the comments. I'll have to tell Mishka what you guys think about this podcast so we can continue. And if you'd like to sponsor a future Sikha summary or DOS discussion, email olifallover at gmail.com. Can't wait to see you guys all with Mashiach today.